Welcome to the Heart of the Father podcast. We're glad you're here and able to listen in. We're praying the Lord will speak to your heart through this message and that you be transformed more and more into the image of Christ. So my name is Luke. Um, This is my wife, Gospel. If you guys don't know us, we are uh, part of the uh, prayer team leadership team here at Heart of the Father. Um, As Justin said, this is week four of Lord Teach Us to Pray, and uh, we're going to be talking about corporate prayer and intercession. Um, We wanted to share just kind of real briefly, though, about um, our journey in corporate prayer and intercession. Uh, It really began about six years ago, and that was when we joined the prayer team here at Heart of the Father. Um, we were just on prayer team, like on a rotation back then. We kind of had rotations, and we had a, a certain meeting, you know, that we were responsible for help leading. Um, but that's when we really got involved, just in the place of corporate prayer, and we really, um, the Lord just started really revealing His heart to us about, you know, what what this looked like. What does corporate prayer and intercession look like? How do you do it, you know, together as a people, as a body, and um, it's been the one thing that's been consistent in our entire relationship we you know joined the prayer team before we were married and then we got married and then we had a kid and then we had another kid and it's just like the whole spectrum of our relationship the prayer at heart of the father has been the one thing that's been consistent um not to say that it was always easy by any means um there was times when we we were actually asking the Lord to release us from this assignment. Like, that was our prayer. Like, Lord, there has to be somebody else. <laughs> but um, he didn't release, and the elders know this. This is not new information to, for them. But um, there was those times, but then there was times of, honestly, just like incredible victory and joy and seeing breakthrough, seeing the Lord move. You know, it just felt like we were really, we were really going somewhere. You know, we were getting things done. Um, so, Yeah, so we're excited tonight to share a little bit about that journey and what the Lord has taught us in that journey, and we really feel like the Lord wants to release that to our body, some of the things that we've learned. Um, it's been really a great, all the times that we've cried and boo-booed about it, I think back, you know, thinking back on it now, I'm like, man, it is literally the thing that has taught us the most about the Father's heart and what it means for us to be sons and daughters in his presence. And so we're, we feel really privileged to be here tonight. Um, so first we're going to start off by answering the question of why. So like, why do we pray and intercede? That's the first question that we want to answer. And really the first thing is, and Justin and Marie and, and Lisa led us into this, but it, everything flows from the place of the secret place, as you guys have you know, heard. Everything flows from that place. That's the place where we are ministering to the Lord. That's where we become one with him. And when we spend time in that secret place, though, the Lord begins to share his heart with us, right? And where his, where his heart is directed, what, what his cry is, it says in Hebrews that Jesus, he's the one, he's our intercessor, right? He's sitting at the hand, right hand of the Father, interceding for us. In Romans 8, it talks about the Holy Spirit who is interceding for us with groans that cannot be explained. And it says he is praying according to the will of God. So the Holy Spirit and Jesus, there's a cry that's already being cried, and we, are, we get invited into that cry, 
So that's what it's about. Intercession is about being invited into that cry and joining with him. It is literally his heart becomes our heart. His cry becomes our, our heart. It's becoming one with Jesus. That's what intercession is, right? So we're like, it's not, it's not about praying this way or that way. or this, it's, it's just about Jesus. It's about Jesus and what, his, what is on his heart and us joining in that cry. The second is, is um, it talks about in, the, in, in uh, let's see, in Ephesians 6, 18, it says, pray at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. So what it says in Ephesians 6 is that as you pray, you become alert in the spirit, okay? You're like, okay, well, why is that important? You know how so many times we live our Christian life and we can get lulled to sleep by all of the things that surrounds us. And it's like you just fixed on yourself and what's happening in your life. But when you begin to connect with the realities of heaven in the place of prayer, you become alert and sober in the spirit. And you begin to like engage with something outside of yourself, <laughs> right? In 1 Peter 4, 7, it says, The end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be self-controlled and sober-minded for the sake of your prayers. So it's this really this beautiful continuous cycle where you pray, right, and you become sober-minded and you become awake in the spirit. When you become sober-minded and awake in the spirit, you can't help but pray. You're like, I need Jesus. We have to have the Lord. We cannot do this. Like, we see things in the spirit and we need the Lord, right? So it's like this, you pray, you become sober-minded, alert, then you, it leads you to pray, and then you become sober-minded. It's just this cycle of continuous um, prayer. And so that's the reason why, right, as saints, we, we participate in prayer and intercession, but why is it important for us to do that corporately, right? So that's kind of what we're here for tonight is like, why is it important for us to, to do that corporately? The first thing, even in our experience that we have learned is that when we pray corporately, it allows us, right, to see, see things and hear things in ways that we couldn't do just on our own, right? It's, we may, we, when we, we would be able to see in the spirit that we would otherwise miss if we weren't with others, when you are in your secret time with the Lord and you pray and intercede, you, you sense what the Lord is saying and you're going to pray into that and you're going to hear it and whatever. But when you are with other people, you're picking up on the, the giftings of the Holy Spirit and the supply of the Holy Spirit in other people. And you begin to see deeper. You get to, you get to sense things differently. You hear things clearer. The experience is, is I mean, yes, sometimes we have these like, sniper assignments where it's like you and the Lord in the secret place. Mom, y'all know. The intercessors in the house know that there are some places where you just, you're in there with the Lord and it's you and the Lord. But man, think about like when you go to battle, don't you want to go with a squad, right? You want to go together in the spirit, right? So, so that if you're not catching it, someone else can catch it. And then you can hear, you know, it's, it's a completely different experience. Y'all, you have to taste and see. Right, how the Lord is in the prayer room corporately. It's, it, you can't, I can't, it's hard to explain unless you're there. Um, it says, Tim Keller says in his book, Prayer, by praying with friends, you will be able to hear and see facets of Jesus that you, would, that you have not yet perceived. Knowing the Lord is communal and cumulative, we must pray and praise together. And he quotes C.S. Lewis where he said, the more we share the heavenly bread between us, the more we shall have. The more you share, the more you have, right? It's, it's the same in the, secret, in, the, in the prayer, in the in prayer and intercession corporate. 
corporately. The second thing, it's, it's all about God's glory, right? This is all about God's glory. So how much glory is God going to get? <laughs> Psalm 50, 15 says, Call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and then you shall glorify me. So think about this. If we pray on our own, the Lord answers that prayer. We give him glory, and it's individual, right? When we gather corporately and we all together cry out to the Lord and intercede on some, about something, the Lord will always answer that prayer. And when he does, we give him what? corporate glory. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. John Piper says, God gets corporate glory when there's corporate asking. This simply means that God gets glory when he's given the opportunity to answer prayers. So give God that opportunity, right? Do we want, give God what he wants, right? We want to give God what he wants. The Lord, God wants glory, right? He wants to answer our prayers. Let's do that corporately and give him corporate glory, right? Amen. <laughs> so now that we've, um, we've kind of reviewed the question of why, um, we're just kind of going to go into uh, what does that even look like? You know, how do we, how do we begin? How do we, how do we start doing this, praying corporately? And, um, but first, before we even get into, you know, what that process may look like, um, we want to do something, and it's called, we like to call it, we're laying down our spiritual backpack. And I want to share with you guys, this is a, um, a vision that I had on a, a Sunday morning. It's an accompanying journal entry. I want to read it to you guys because that's where this idea comes from, of the spiritual backpack. So I'm just going to read this. Um, this was an entry that I made in my journal on November 5th, 2019. The Holy Spirit showed me last Sunday how much weight we as believers are carrying around. I saw everyone in the congregation with a backpack on their shoulders, which represents our agendas that we carry with us wherever we go. Normally we would use a backpack to carry supplies with us that we are expecting to need for a certain event or situation. In our services and in our prayer meetings, we have tried to cram all of our expectations and supplies into our spiritual backpack. And in turn, we have weighed ourselves down to the point where we are unable to raise our arms, to lift our gaze and say, Jesus, come and have your way. The Lord wants to remove our spiritual backpacks that we have spent years packing. He wants to strip the weight off our shoulders that we were never meant to carry. We do not have supplies in our backpack to prepare for the new thing that the Lord is doing in his church. So we share that because just of how important it is when we come into a time of prayer, not only corporate prayer personally as well, but especially corporately, because that's where we're, you know, we're really um, focusing on the agreement, not only between Holy Spirit, but also between, you know, the other believers in the room. And it's so important that this is the very first thing that we do, that we're laying down our backpacks, our expectations, our agendas, you know, our, our past experiences, things that we know from, you know, just seasons of our life that we've experienced and the reason why it's important is that we don't ever want to peg God into our 
expectations and our experiences. We don't ever want to, um, you know, put limits on him. Um, there's a really, there's a saying actually that uh, a college professor of mine used to say, you guys might know him as Dr. Davis. He went to church here for a little while and he preached on Sundays a couple times. But in his, one of his theology classes at Southeastern, he used to say, the creator of the box is not bound by the box, right? We cannot put limits on the Lord and the Lord is not limited by his creation. The Lord is not limited by what's happened in the past, how he's moved in the past, what's that, what that has looked like, you know, even prior seasons of revival or whatever it may be. The Lord is not limited by those things. So we have to make sure that we're not, you know, cornholing him into a, a, a previous experience. Because as we know and as we've experienced, the prayer looks completely different from, from prayer time to prayer time, from meeting to meeting. I mean, sometimes... You know, we could be in there and we're just travailing, we're on our knees, our stomach's hurting, our tears are streaming down our face, and other times it's like, it's just complete silence, you know, reverential silence before the Lord. Other times, you know, we're just declaring the Lord's name, you know, we're speaking his attributes over a situation, and then other times, you know, we might just be commanding demonic forces to leave, or, you know, commanding them to come into submission to the Lord, so it's just completely different from, from meeting to meeting. So if we're not completely emptying ourselves of our expectations and our experiences, it, it becomes exponentially more difficult for us to hear the Holy Spirit, one, but then to respond to his leading, right? Because we have an idea in our head of what it should look like. <clears throat> so when we lay down our backpacks, what that is showing and what that's communicating, not only to Holy Spirit, but to other people who may be present in a corporate gathering of prayer, uh, what that's communicating is that our heart's posture is to be led and to be directed and not to lead and to direct, right? Because we want to be open. We want to be a clean slate when we're coming in there. We want to be a clean slate before the Lord and just come in there with the attitude of Lord Whatever you want to do tonight, we're open to that. Come and have your way, right? <clears throat> so that's a spiritual backpack. So now that we have laid down our backpack, we've put aside our agendas, our expectations, now is the time we begin to inquire of the Lord. We begin to inquire, we begin to... Um, ask him what his heart is, how he wants to lead us. And the first thing that we do, it's even before the inquiring, Mama Marie touched on it, we acknowledge Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence in this room. Come and have your way tonight. You know, it could just be as simple as that, as confessing that out of our mouths. We acknowledge your presence tonight. And then we're yielding, we're yielding to his leadership. Obviously, with that, with that statement, we're yielding to what he wants to do, you know, in that prayer time. So, when we inquire, what we're doing is that we're acknowledging that we're weak and that we can't do it without him. Gospel read it already, and I think it's been a part of all three past teachings, but Romans eight twenty six through 28, Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what to pray for as we ought, 
but the Spirit intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. He who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And again, Marie taught it so beautifully, but do we actually believe what the Scripture is saying when it says that we don't know how to pray? Do we, do we really believe that? Or do we you know, think that we've had enough experience in prayer that you know, we kind of have an idea of what, what we should pray tonight and what this should look like? Because if we really believe that we don't know how to pray as we ought, that would completely change the way that we come into a time of prayer, whether it's personal or, or corporately. Completely change our attitude, our mindset coming in. Lord, I really don't know what to pray. I believe that. Father, would you show us? Would you lead us? So we, we, we really had to believe the scriptures in this instance because we really don't know what to pray for as we ought. Another verse that um, we just want to pair with Romans 8 is 1 John 5.14. This is the confidence we have before him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And so when we look at this verse in Romans 8, 26 through 28, what that's saying is that when we're inquiring of the Holy Spirit, we're praying according to God's will. When we're inquiring of the Holy Spirit, we're praying according to God's will because the Spirit is interceding according to the will of God. So it's, it's important that, you know, it might seem like a, a novel idea, but... When we're inquiring of the Holy Spirit, we are praying according to God's will. It's in the Bible. So, <laughs> In case you needed a additional confirmation, it's in the Bible. So. Um, and what does this look like? I mean, what does it look like when we're inquiring, especially like in a corporate setting, in a corporate gathering? Um, oftentimes, this could look like we're just praying in tongues corporately for you know, it could be an ex extended period of time, depending on how the Lord is leading us for that meeting. Um, it doesn't have to, you don't have to be praying in the Spirit if you don't have a prayer language. I mean, you can pray in English. Um, you don't necessarily have to pray in the Spirit, but we're praying and we're asking the Lord to reveal His heart to us. We're asking Him to give us spiritual insight into what He wants to do in that specific time, how He wants to lead us in that meeting. Um, we're asking questions to the Lord, really. Um, like, Lord, what is your focus? What's the direction? What's your heart on this? You know, how do you want to speak to us in this situation? We're praying. We're asking the Lord these questions. But at the same time, we're also listening. We're listening for how he will respond. So it's important to be, to be very sensitive during these times because the Lord will, will speak to us and, and give us direction. So we have to make sure that we're, we're asking, but at the same time, we're listening. It's, uh, it takes practice. It definitely does. <laughs> yes. but. And it's, it could be just as simple as, like, you know, you feel burdened. You, oh, man, I, I feel like I remember my cousin. I feel like I'm supposed to pray for that cousin. And you already know the situation. You can just go straight into, well, I know the situation already. I know what my cousin needs. I'm just going to pray that. You can, and it's not that that's not important. That's good. But when you ask the Holy Spirit, you, you pray in the Spirit or you pray in English, and you ask the Holy Spirit, what is it, what is it that Laura needs? Lord, what do you want, what do you want to 
do, what, how do you want to minister to Laura right now? And you ask him, the Lord will answer you and give you insight like, Laura, what, they, what she needs, a spiritual breakthrough in this. Or the Lord will give you insight and you're praying more effective, deeper prayers. We can grow and mature in the place of prayer, right? So even in our personal lives, when you're praying for your children, you're praying for the church, for our elders, yeah, we can always pray for our elders for wisdom and discernment. Yes, of course, we can always pray for that. But there could be something more specific that the Lord might lead you into, but you won't ever know unless you ask him. You've got to ask him. It's the same thing, even in Sunday mornings, like during just corporate gatherings. Sometimes, you know how there's a bit of a law. It could be like worship. There's worship, and there's a bit of that transition time. And you can, always, you can tell, like, Allison's kind of waiting on the Lord. The el- none of the elders have come up yet. And you're like, you could just sit there and just spectate as people are inquiring. Or you can be like, no, we will ask corporately. You can ask from your own seat, Lord, what do you want to do? We want to follow your leading. Lead us, direct us. And that way we are corporately inquiring the Lord and not just our leaders. Because this whole thing about our vision, right, every joint supply, that we are all, each one of us, giving God what he wants, not just our elders, and then we follow, right? Like Engage with that personally, even on Sunday mornings inquire right sorry so the uh next topic of discussion we like to call it embrace the awkward and that's kind of what gospel was was hitting on here um because sometimes during this this time of inquiring it can be you know whether it's extended time of just praying in the spirit or whether it's silence You know, sometimes that can get a a little awkward, especially in a group setting, especially in a corporate setting, right? If you're just by yourself in your closet, like, it's not really that awkward because there's nobody around, you know, there's no pressure, there's no expectations, it's just you and Holy Spirit. So that's not really awkward. But in a corporate setting, it can, you know, get a little awkward at times. Um, Fun fact, at one time, we were actually going to have t-shirts made for the House of Prayer that said, embrace the awkward. We should. (laughs) We may still do it. (laughs) But um, what we've realized is that so often we're opening our mouths before the Lord has finished speaking to our hearts. So it's very important that we're not just trying to break what may be an awkward silence by, you know, relying on a past formula for success. I mean, Lisa talked about it last week, how she had set the bar high in her personal life for what a good prayer time, prayer meeting, you know, looked like. And it was fiery tongues, good music, verbal agreements, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. I mean, those... I mean, if we're honest, those are probably what we have in mind when we think about a good prayer meeting, right? But we have to make sure that the Lord finishes speaking to our hearts before we open our mouths. Very important. Because you'll quench the Holy Spirit. That's what we're doing. When we speak before he's done talking, we're like, Holy Spirit, I'm ready now. You're quenching the Holy Spirit. And I have done that before, right? And then you know that as soon as you do that, it's like, okay, now you're flying solo. You're like, you, you, now you have to fly solo, and we don't want to do that in the, in the prayer place. So, I mean, Gospel and I experienced this a lot when we first started leading 
uh, prayer meetings, just feeling the, feeling the expectation from, I mean, it was something we were putting on ourselves, you know, most, mostly, um, but just feeling that expectation to, to do something, right? Because it, it can feel, you can feel pressure, like, okay, you know, are, are they like saying in their head, well, we're not going anywhere, we're not doing anything, like, why are we, how come nobody's praying? You know, so it can, it can definitely um, feel awkward, but what we realized and what the Lord really, what he really developed in us was that we have to be, we have to have freedom from the opinions of man. We have to have freedom from the opinions of man, because at the end of the day, we're partnering with Holy Spirit for where he wants to go. We're not we're partnering with others, but he's, he's the leader. Holy Spirit is leading us. So the only thing that matters is the direction that he's taking us. <clears throat> because in gospel, she talked about it too, but the kind of the best example of that in a corporate setting is, you know, just on those Sunday morning times when we've had a couple worship songs, right? The music has kind of quieted down. We're kind of thinking in our head, is Brandon gonna come up now and like transition <laughs> us, or is Barry gonna do something? Is Dave gonna, you know? But it's important that we're really lingering in that place because what we're doing is we're not just waiting to see what's gonna happen next in the service. We're waiting for His leading. We're waiting for His leading to where He wants to take us. I mean, there's been so many times when those lulls turned into a three-hour worship service, and we didn't preach or even do announcements at all. So it's important that we're lingering and we're waiting for his leading during those times. So once we've laid aside our backpack, that's, that's what it's about, right? The whole embracing the awkward is where you lay down the backpack. It's about the backpack, like, throw it off. It's like not even a back. It's like baggage, spiritual baggage. That's really what it is. So after we do that and then we inquire the Holy Spirit, then the Lord will begin to release his direction to us, right? So he'll begin to speak to us. It could be, it could be a word. It could be a, a scripture. It could be a song. It could be a picture. I often get pictures. I'm a very picture person, so the Lord will very often give me like a picture of something. So um, the Lord will give us direction. So what we have to do then is, okay, yes, I see what you're saying. I hear your heart. Let me agree with that. Right? It's not like he's not just giving you some information that you're like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Now, I mean, it's like, no, that's it. That's the direction. You go with that. You keep praying into it. As you keep praying into it, whether you're praying in English or in the spirit, as you keep, Lord, what does that mean? What, what is your heart? And you continue to pray, and then you pray into that direction, and then you come into agreement with that direction. So the biggest difference between individual time of prayer and agreement there and in corporate uh, agreement is that in individual time, it's between you and the Holy Spirit. So you hear the Lord say something, and you're like, okay, yes, I agree, and you, you pray in that direction. But in corporate, you not only listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, but you have to listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying through others in the room. Okay, so this is where, like, there's no one intercessor that just prays and you spectate it's like no we are all praying each person praying and bringing your supply um so this is the example of that is like in revelations the spirit and the bride say come right so the bride which is the unified church right so it's like the bride is hearing the spirit say come 
this bride is hearing the spirit say come, so then we're all saying come. So what this bride can hear is this bride is saying come, Holy Spirit is saying come. So it's a horizontal vertical and horizontal come, right? It's all unified because what we're all doing, what, what is the bride doing? The bride is repeating what the Holy Spirit is saying. So that's what we're doing, right? We're hearing, we're hearing from the Lord. And you know how he says you prophesy in part, right? That's what you, we only see in part when you're praying. Like you might, sometimes I've, I've fallen into this where I'm like, okay, I know what the Holy Spirit is saying right now in this room. <laughs> and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta drive this thing now. And I'm, I, sometimes I have gotten frustrated because I'm like, why is it? And I'm like not listening to what the other person is praying, what the Holy Spirit is saying through them. And then I'm completely missing. And then I just leave frustrated. Like, don't, don't, don't do that, right? Listen to what the Holy, you have to be open. It's the whole back, again, it's the backpack where you're like, okay, I am not the only person who can hear. I am listening for what the Holy Spirit is saying through others in the room. So, and that agreement can be verbal and nonverbal. It could be verbal in the sense like somebody else prays and you're like, yes, I completely agree. And then you pray after them. Or like in a corporate Sunday morning service, like we can't all agree on the mic. And you should be okay with that. It's not that important to agree on the mic. You can agree from where you're standing. You can say, yes, Lord, do that. Yes, I agree. And you agree in the spirit and you're yielding again. The Holy Spirit's giving us direction and you agree with that. From where you're standing, you can do it from where you're standing. Um, so praying out loud is... Uh, so pray, yes, praying out loud is an important part of intercession, of corporate intercession because, again, like if you pray in the spirit, I don't really know, unless you know how to interpret tongues or you just can pick up what the Lord is saying. It's like, I don't know what you're saying this, when you're praying in the spirit. So if you say it in English, right, then we can agree with you. So it's important to pray out loud. Um, but there's a, there's a, so, so that, but there's a ditch on both sides with this. So you're like, okay, we got to bring our supplies. So as soon as I hear something, the first word I hear, the first picture I hear, I see, I'm like, okay, I got to share. Your heart is eager and that's wonderful. I'm sure the Lord is like, man, you, your heart is passionate and eager. And I think the Lord probably thinks we're pretty cute, right, when we're doing that. <laughs> like, yeah, you think you hear something. I feel like the Lord, like, you know, he sees us and he's pleased with us, right? But, like, sometimes we're so eager to share, you, like, have not, you're like, you don't even know if it's the Lord or if it was your, the pizza you ate before you got there, right? So what you got to do is you got to wait on, again, there's a lot of waiting here, I know, but you pray, you see a picture, you continue to pray in the spirit. You continue to pray in English. And then it'll, like, it'll, like, bounce back up. You're like, oh, okay, okay, it's the Lord, I feel like. I feel like, yeah, I think that's it, right? And then the third time normally is like, okay, let's go. Let's get lit up here, right? That's normally like you, you need to wait for that confirmation. So that confirmation can come to you or you, we started praying about something and you're like, yeah, I feel like this is what the Lord is saying. And then you hear somebody else pray that and you're like, oh, yes. Now you really want to tag team with them and come after it and say, yes, Lord, I come into agreement with that, right? And then that really helps build agreement in the room. So that can be, um, but then on the other side of that is like, oh, well, unless I am like manifesting physically, I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit. Don't do that. Then it just becomes a religious thing where you're like, you're, you're under fear. Like we are his sheep. We can hear his voice. 
right? We can hear his voice. Be confident. Like, it does not have to be the person who prays loudest in tongues or the person who you know is a prophetic person that can share in the prayer room. Like, you can hear too, right? So wait on the Lord, and when you feel that confirmation, release it so then we can all agree in, in prayer. Um, yes. Did I? <laughs> I don't have that page. <laughs> so continuing on this topic, if you are in a corporate setting, you know, in a, in a prayer time, in a prayer meeting, and you feel like you've received something from the Lord, you know, you've gotten the confirmation that gospel is talking about, but maybe it's not necessarily in the flow of the, how the meeting is going. You know, maybe it's even like off topic a little bit. What you should do is you should submit that to whoever is leading the prayer meeting. You know, you could pull them aside and say, hey, I really feel like the Lord is, is saying this to me. And, you know, this is the way that um, he wants to take us tonight. You should do this because we've had many times in the prayer room where, where this has happened. And, you know, we feel like an immediate witness in the spirit. And we're like, yes, we need to go there like right now, you know, can you share that with the room and we'll come into agreement. So you should definitely share if you feel like the Lord has given you something. Maybe he takes us that way. Maybe the prayer leader, you know, says, you know, I don't really feel like that's the way that this tonight is supposed to go. But either way, make sure you're sharing that. And then if you don't get a chance to share it with the room in front of everybody with whoever you're praying with, um, it doesn't mean, it obviously doesn't mean that the Lord didn't speak to you right? You, you still have what he spoke to you, and you should do something that we like to call putting it in your prayer pocket. You put it in your prayer pocket. You're meditating on it. You're asking the Lord. You're praying about it. Lord, what does this mean? What does this mean? Reveal more about this to me, and you should write it down. You should take a journal, you know, with you when you go into times of prayer, personal and corporate. You should write down what the Lord is saying, <clears throat> put it in your prayer pocket because the Lord will bring it to remembrance. He'll bring it to remembrance for the time when he wants you to release it. Um, just, you know, for example, I wrote down this journal entry and other things that I've talked about tonight three and four years ago and never shared them with anybody except for my wife. And now, you know, tonight, getting the opportunity to release that to you all. So it's important that you're treasuring these things in your heart, right? You're praying on them because what we want to do is we want to be ready. We want to be ready when the Lord calls on yeah. on us to release it. Yeah, yeah. So. And it, it's, it could be a personal assignment too. Sometimes I'll be in corporate prayer meeting and I'm like, man, I feel really stirred in that direction. The room doesn't go that way. I don't like just forget about it. I felt the burden for a reason. The Lord put it on me. So what I need to do is take it back and pray it in the car, pray it in my secret place. That We have to take it back. It could even, again, with corporate gatherings, it could be even on a Sunday morning. You're like, man, I really hear the Lord say this. Sure, you might not get a chance to share it. And, you know, the Lord might be doing something else. But maybe the Lord will do it next week. I mean, we don't know. Right? We're prophetic people. The Lord can release his heart to us early. What does that mean? We need to then partner with him in prayer and get ready for it, right? That's what we need to do. So don't just like toss it out the window because you didn't get a chance to share and get offended because sometimes we do. You're like, oh, you don't think I'm right? You don't think I said, 
don't do that, right? We are all trying to please the Lord and give Him what He wants, right? So don't, don't take offense in that, right? You're like, oh man, Brayden ignored what I said when I shared. Don't do that, right? Right? Just like, <laughs> although, I'm just kidding. <laughs> take it inside your prayer pocket, y'all, okay? So throw away the backpack, take your prayer pocket, keep it in there, and when the Lord is like, okay, it's your, and you're ready for it. You're okay. ready with so it. So when do right? we stop? That's what you so you're do. like, okay, the Lord gives us a burden. When do you stop praying? When do we stop praying? You got, you stop, you don't stop until you feel a release. Now that doesn't mean like on a Monday night or on a Sunday morning, whatever prayer time, it could be on a Sunday morning. It's, it doesn't mean that like we have to stay there in it has to happen within the hour. It could, it could be that you feel the release for the time being. It's not like you're released from the entire topic. It could be just for that time being, and then the Lord might bring us back to it another week, or it could be in your personal life, right? But either way, you could have a prayer um, assignment that lasts months or even years. I mean, the pe- folks who have had the abortion assignment, have, some of them pray, Mom Marie, how many years, Right? A lot of, they pray, you, you hang on to those burdens that the Lord gives you, right? It's not, you don't, you know, you stay on that, but um, we have to be persistent in the place of prayer. Um. So we've laid down our backpacks, we've inquired, we've received direction, we've come into agreement, we've declared, and now we believe in faith. This is the last part of the process is we believe in faith. We're believing that the Lord will carry out his will. We're believing that he will move. We're expectant that he will move, that, he will, that you know, we will see our prayers answered. And then we're giving thanks and we're giving him glory. It's so important and I feel like you know, sometimes it's often overlooked, but when we come in, we're acknowledging Holy Spirit. And then when we, we go out, we're giving him thanks. That is, a, that is a reverential, respectful way to treat Holy Spirit, right? So we have to make sure that we're doing these two things on, on both sides of when we pray. <clears throat> so sometimes, obviously, you know, what we're expecting and what we're imagining for how the Lord is going to answer our prayers obviously doesn't you know, come to pass. The Lord has very creative ways of answering our prayers sometimes. I think we can all testify to that. But we're releasing everything to the Lord. We're releasing our expectations. We're releasing expectations. Again, it's a, it's a beginning and end thing. We're releasing expectations of what the prayer time is going to look like when we come in. And then when we leave, we're releasing expectations of how we think the Lord is going to answer our prayers when we go out. So there's two sides to that, of how we're releasing our expectations and, and our agendas. Um, something that we just wanted to uh, give an example of um, was when we, we as a, a prayer team at Heart of the Father, in uh, early 2020, we felt a real assignment from the Lord to pray for uh, Donald Trump to pray for the elections, uh, to pray for our nation. And um, this was a, a prayer journey that we went on for um, 
It was about a whole year. Uh, that was our assignment that entire year. And um, the Lord really, really took us through and revealed his heart to us in a lot of different ways. He was, you know, peeling back the layers as each week as we were praying into this, he's peeling back the layers of it's not, you know, it's just, it's not just about Donald Trump, right? There's, there's something bigger. There's a bigger picture. There's a, a bigger story, you know, that I'm writing here. Um, Sorry, sidebar. <laughs> We're coming into agreement. This is. <laughs> see? You gotta, you gotta we do asked it. the Lord, we're like, should we share something or do you want us to do prayer circles? We've been, at, we've been going back and forth. And I think we just settled on doing prayer circles. Am I correct? Yes. Yes. So what so. I was trying to say about the whole um, Trump thing was that it was a, it was a learning experience. Um, obviously, our expectation was that the Lord was going to use Trump to, um, to impact America for his will and for his purposes and for his glory, and that was our prayers um, for almost an entire year. And when that didn't happen, you know, that's when we had to examine ourselves. You know, having labored in this for so long, for almost a year, we had to examine ourselves and say, okay, Lord, like, we understand that your purposes, your plans are still sovereign, and that you will accomplish this the way that you're going to accomplish it. And I remember um, it was after the election, probably in like February or something like that, January, February, but I was driving home from work one day and I just heard the Lord say, like, the sooner you stop looking to some, this was after the election where we, some of us may have thought that like the election was gonna be overturned or something like that. I, I mean, I had kind of a, a inkling that the Lord was gonna do something. Um, so I was kind of under this expectation of Lord, how are you gonna, how are you gonna fix this situation? Because it doesn't look super good <laughs> right now with what's happened. Um, but I heard the Lord say so clearly, He's like, the sooner you stop looking to a man or a person or a, a judge or a court or the Congress, you know, to fix this situation, it's like the sooner that you'll have peace and confidence that I'm in control. And that was just like an immediate weight that just lifted off of me and I was like, okay, Lord, I understand like what you're saying now that you're still gonna accomplish your will in this situation, so. And throughout the time when we were praying, it wasn't that we were like, okay, it has to be Trump. Like it wasn't about Trump. But I think what happened was as we sometimes like we use our imagination to say, okay, well, this is probably how it's going to play out. You know what I mean? Like, as humans, we like to create scenarios of this is how the Lord is going to answer something. And it just makes sense. He's running for president. And he's saying he's standing up for all these things, truth and righteousness, like Biden becoming president doesn't even make any sense. Like, we just thought, right? We were expectant that the Lord was going to do his thing. He's going to have his will Trump is probably going to be president. And then when it didn't happen, I was like, what about all those? I remember we'd be praying, and I would feel like I knew in the spirit, I know we shifted something there. I know we, there was something that happened in the spirit. We were so sure of it. So afterwards, I was like, well, what was that that I felt then? Did I make it up, or was it not real? And it's like, 
I wanted to share with you, as we were kind of going back on some of the different prayer meetings that we've had, the topics that we had in that year, there was one particular night Luke and I prayed together about, the, about it, and the Lord said, what happens now, so this is earlier in 2020, okay, what happens now will affect what will happen later, just as Esther's request gave the Jews the ability and tools to fight later, is what the Lord told us. So looking, so again, that in my mind, I thought, well, like, okay, I guess then Trump will be president. And then what's happened now in 2022, though? Some, some of those things are unfolding. Some of the things that the Lord put into place in 2020, like Amy Coney, that is doing something later on. And we don't know what other things. We all prayed persistently. We prayed faithfully. We have no idea what kinds of things we shifted in the spirit, what kind of things the Lord began to do that will now unfold for generations to come. We have no idea. So don't peg God into like your own imagination and what your expectations are. It's like at, at the beginning, we released our backpacks, right? At the, at the end, we release our backpacks again. It's like, Lord, what, whatever you want to do, I am just ready to get the front seat to see how you will unfold your plans and purposes. We trust in you. And you just, you don't, don't peg, because what you do, when you peg God into that, you are up for disappointment. Because <laughs> like Luke said, he has some really creative ways of doing things. We just, our, our finite mind cannot we just can't imagine and think, you know, of what he'll do. So, um, yeah, yeah. So what we thought, we don't have a ton of time, but we thought what we would do is, you guys, we kind of gave you guys, again, like, this is not like the formula. If you don't pray according to the four steps we gave you, you're not, no, it's not that. This, this just has been our experience. We just wanted to share what the Lord's, taught us to you so that you can then take it and have the Lord, you know, ask the Lord, like, Yo, Lord, teach me, right? So we thought we could just take maybe 10 minutes here, 5, 10 minutes here, we can get into prayer circles and kind of practice what we talked about. So what is the first thing that we have to do, y'all? Let's see if we listened. This is my teacher coming out. Okay, what is it that we have to lay down? We have to lay down our backpacks, our spiritual backpacks, release our expectations of I know what a prayer meeting is supposed to look like. This is way too quiet or this is way too loud, like, right? Release those things. And then what's the first thing that we do when we come to the Holy Spirit? We acknowledge, yes, acknowledge the Holy Spirit and we inquire, Lord, what is your heart for this? How do you want us to pray? What is the direction, right? So once we inquire, the Holy Spirit will give us what? Direction. And when he gives us that direction, it's not just a suggestion. We come into agreement. Yes, sir. We come into agreement, right? And then what? <laughs> you asking me the question. <laughs> we, come into, <laughs> we come into agreement, and then what do we do? We believe in faith, and then we release the results to the Lord. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to join us on a Sunday morning or other weekly gathering, Know that you're more than welcome, and if you'd like other resources on or about this ministry, or for any deeper questions you may have, be sure to visit our website at hotfmlakeland.com.